Hi, I'm Katie Morrell. I'm a creative and writer based in Bend, Oregon. And I'm Karen Hawkins. I am the founder of Rebellious Magazine for Women and co-publisher and co-editor-in-chief of the Chicago Reader. You are listening to Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast. Join us as we talk about mental health, coping with quarantine, and creativity. For some of our episodes, we'll talk with writers, creatives, and activists to get their take. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Noisemaker, like a bang, bang, like one of those like. <laughs> I should have a hat on <sighs> and like a yes, like a like a little blower thing. New Year. <laughs> <sighs> I uh, will tell you that I was listening to one of our recent episodes, and you. <laughs> This is gross. You can cut it if you want. You were talking about New Year's Eve, and we were talking about Ryan Seacrest and the whole thing with the ball dropping. Yes. And the phrase ball drop made me laugh so <laughs> hard later. I mean, it is kind of funny. Like, really? It was like, you're, anyway, Whew, lesbian humor for you. It made me laugh. And <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, it's January 4th as you're listening to this. We are recording it earlier than that. So I don't know what we're, I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's Eve. Is there going to be a Ryan Seacrest ball dropping situation? I don't know. Great question. Great question. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be Ryan Seacrest. I don't know if it will be Mario Lopez. I don't know if it will be someone else that will be very exciting. I would love to have Kamala Harris ring in the new year on Zoom. I would, I would tune in for that. I would too. Yeah. I'm sure I, there's going to be something. Yes. I'm sure there will be something. But yeah, I mean, okay, so it's January 4th. So we're 16, is that right? 16 days away from Inauguration Day. Yes. Oh my God. The greatest White House eviction in the history of the United States. That is absolutely true. And I am so excited. I'm also excited to hear how they do it because I'm sure that there will be like a tremendous amount of pomp and circumstance, which of course there should be, but all of it being virtual, it'll be interesting. I think that, you know, it'll be a producer's nightmare, but maybe it will be actually amazing. Who knows? Yeah. I, um, I will say I enjoyed somebody I follow on Twitter was referring to it as like, basically like people get evicted from public housing all the time. Mm. Just like, yeah, get out. Yeah. I, I really, um, I'm kind of hoping that like, he just sneaks out. Like, I'm, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? like sneaks out like in the middle of the night just kind of exactly. like mm-hmm. like nobody yeah. sees him there's just it just like the next day newscasters are like and he's gone like that exactly. was anticlimactic that would be the best case scenario that is exactly like just like slinks off the secret service carrying melania's shoes out middle of the night just yes yes just disappear yeah right like they're taking they're carrying her garment bags on each arm like <laughs> And the Secret Service, oh God, I really feel for those Secret Service that are going to be on them for the rest of their lives or the rest of his life for sure. If she stays married to him, then the rest of her life as well. But I don't know. Oh boy. But yes, 16 days and counting. So maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it will be more apparent or public as to how and when Trump will be exiting his public housing situation. Oof. But yes, but I am very excited. You know, like, I feel like 
there are many ways to think about a new year. Like, you know, some people don't get into new years. That's cool. Some people absolutely love it. And it's the biggest thing of, you know, of the year for them. Um, but I kind of want to go on the positive route this year, just because last year was, wow, there are no words. There are really no words. And I, I feel like as we think about the beginning of 2020, January of 2020, how clueless all of us were. Oh my gosh. Also, how does that not, I mean, to me, it feels truly like five years ago, like truly. Oh yeah. No, I was listening to my Spotify, like what was your 2020 soundtrack? And I just thought like, oh, if that was a year ago, I was in wine country in California and discovered the magic of Dua Lipa and listened to her all of quarantine. I can't believe that was a year ago. Can you believe that? Yes. I love Dua Lipa so much. She did a great job on SNL last weekend. Just small plug for Dua Lipa. The only thing that was like a little weird was she wore this enormous hat. I don't even know if you would call it a hat. It was like an, it was like an art installation that made her look like a, like a Portuguese man of war jellyfish. But like, <laughs> I don't know what was that was about. Twitter totally exploded. But anyway, love Dua Lipa. Love her. Really do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that was a year ago. I know I was a year ago, I was in Kauai on vacation and I remember just like toasting Tyler on the, I mean, on the beach. It was beautiful and, and not really thinking much. Like it was just like, oh, it's another year. Like, this is great. Like let's celebrate, but who knew? I mean, I, I remember seeing a couple of weeks ago, Stephen Colbert, it was, it was like mid December when this happened, but when the vaccine was coming out originally, and um, they, the very first person, it was a, I think it was an emergency room nurse in New York city, got the vaccine. And like, of course that image was everywhere. Um, and Stephen Colbert was on his show, you know, broadcasting this, this video. And he like started getting teared up. And he's like, if you had told me 10 months ago that the most exciting video that I could show on my show that would actually make me literally tear up was a, an image of a woman getting a shot. Like I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> right? How the world has changed. Well, and I, I just came across something. I think I wrote, or maybe it was a new story, something in January of 2020, very vague about this weird thing happening in Asia. This oh. like, like another SARS in Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember, I remember reading about it, like I think it was around Christmas 2019 where it was like, oh, like people are quarantining in Wuhan, China. Like it was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. Like, I hope they're okay. And, you know, like, but I never thought that it would completely transform my life. But, but here we are now we're in 2021 turning a new leaf. I mean, 2021, I'm actually excited. I feel really positive. I mean, thank goodness. Like Trump is going to be out of office, regardless of how he ends up getting out of office. Like you know, physically, I mean, Kamala, the first woman, the first woman of color being in the White House, like, God damn, like, hell yes. Like, this is all, these are all positive things. Like, I, I really feel like the vaccine, you know, the proliferation of how many people are getting it, like, there's just so many positive things to really look forward to this year. And like today, I know a lot of people who we're privileged enough to take the week off. I know you and I took the week off before before this week and now we're going back to work today. And like, I feel refreshed. I'm excited. You're helping me get there. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think you're right. You're totally right. I feel like I'm still stuck in, you know, this, I, I have a very, un, I will admit, I have a very pessimistic view that as much as I want him to slink off into the night, that Trump is not going anywhere. He's taken over the Republican party and that they're just going to ruin, they're going to do as much as they can to continue to ruin our lives. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's where I am and I'm trying to get to this brighter place, but as we're recording this, he has just held up the stimulus package. So I'm feeling a certain kind of way about his his ability to still impact our lives even as he's getting booted. Yeah. But you're get, I'm getting there. I'm getting positive. I'm, I'm mm. No, but I think that's real. And like I appreciate your honesty because I think that's where a lot of us like, you know, are also. It's like both things can be true. Like you can feel positive and excited and you can feel like what the hell? Like come on. Like is he seriously like he's gonna go out kicking and screaming like a two-year-old you know child that's like hyped up on sugar like it's like what is going to actually happen like and yes I mean we're recording this podcast um a few weeks before the 4th of January when you're listening listeners um so yeah it's just it's hard to be 100% positive 100% of the time like I want to stay in that place and then sometimes I get sucked under you know that's normal I think yeah totally I feel like we're a good balance right now yeah. You're like, you're walking into the light and I'm sitting in the dark drinking a bottle of wine somebody left on the porch. It's fine. <laughs> it's just good. It's, life is about balance. Right. Life is about balance. Both feelings are valid. All of those things. I mean, I, I think for me, it's like, I start almost every year with like, okay, I'm going to set some intentions. I, I don't really believe in new year's resolutions. I, it was something that I kind of, you know, kind of, uh, Put by the wayside a couple of years ago because I was just like losing 10 pounds in 30 days and then gaining it all back like doesn't feel good to me so I'm going to learn from that experience so like I I mean I have friends who have like like words that they choose for the year or stuff like that like a friend of mine she chose bliss for the year for 2020 Ooh. here's the crazy thing Karen not crazy it's wonderful she like full-on lived it like for real like yes everything her life is not perfect as none of our lives are perfect. Um, but she has some very acute, I'm not going to say anything uh, specific about her, but she has some very acute challenges in her life. And, um, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting exercise. I have yet to, if I'm going to decide to have a word for my year or whatever. Um, but it's an interesting thing for her to watch her stay in that place and to watch her be able to at least come back to it. Like there are some days that she wasn't, like it didn't happen. Um, but there were some, but I think overarchingly, like she really tried to remember that at least. I really appreciate that. And I do think setting intentions is really important because like you're saying, it gives you something to snap back to like your friend with the challenges, like that is a, that's a touchstone for her. Like that's a place she can come back to. Like I set an intention of bliss for this year. How do I get back there from where I am? Today's episode is brought to you by my Joy and Vulnerability virtual writing workshops. So for a lot of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, we do, Karen and I do funny and not always serious, uh, legitimate um, advertisements. This one is a little bit different. This is an actual ad. So me, Katie Morell, I host 
monthly writing workshops on the third Friday of every month. Um, they're capped at eight women and they're really, really fun. I did a lot of them in 2020 and I'm extending them to 2021. And I'm going to be actually building out a few more, but if you want to find out more, just go to my website. It's K-A-T-I-E-M-O-R-E-L-L.com, katiemorell.com. And I would love to have you. They're limited to women and they're two hours each. And we go through some really fun and easy writing prompts. And then we have judgment-free sharing where we talk about um, what we wrote only if you want to. And then we have dance breaks that are 60 seconds long. And we dance to people like Abba and Lizzo and Diana Ross and other people that are really, really fun. And then uh, we wrap up and I find that it helps people feel less alone. And a lot of the women who have taken my workshops, um, they rave about them and they're really great. So please join me. If you have any questions, you can always um, reach out via my website or um, on Instagram through NotOKPod um, or on Twitter. Thanks so much. What are the things, if, if anything, are there things that we want to bring into 2021 from 2020? Like, like from our work life or from a, <laughs> is your cat okay? Oh God. Oh my God. I don't even care if she's okay. <laughs> yes. My, for listeners, uh, one of Karen's cats is just really up in her grill right now. That's- oh my God. <laughs> she has boundary issues. We've talked about it. We've talked about body autonomy. We've talked about consent. She's not really interested in any of those cats. Any of those things. <laughs> She's like, I don't have to pretend I hear you and understand all of your English words, even though she totally does. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, I mean, I think like, like, you know, when I think back to 2020 and I'm like, well, what do I want to bring from 2020 into 2021? It's easy to be like nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Um, but the truth is, is that speaking of boundaries, I actually think that that's one of the things that I, I mean, that's a constant challenge for me. And it's always been something that I've worked on in therapy and something that I've worked on in different relationships. Um, but I do think that there's something around the fact that like the intentionality of 2020, where if you were going to get on a phone with this phone with someone, or if you were going to get on zoom with them, like you were planning it in advance, like you were scheduling it into your calendar. There were no like stop-ins or like let's go to the the bar when you don't really want to, or that kind of thing that were happening. And like, so therefore I do think that there were some inherent boundaries with that. That is very true. I think it's, uh, speaking of like two things that are very different being true at the same time, I feel like we had those boundaries. And then we also had the fluidity of boundaries around work in terms of like, you really had to be intentional about like, my workday has a beginning, a middle, and an end every day. And my work week has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I'm not going to just work all day, every day. Yes. And that my home is now my office is now my work. And how do you create a boundary that like, okay, I sit here and I work and then I go to the rest of my house and that's where I live my life. Yes. Yes. And I feel like for the people listening that do are able to work from home and didn't work from home prior to COVID. And now maybe that is your daily reality. Like even post COVID, like that's, that's Tyler's reality is like he, you know, with COVID, of course he was going to work from home, but now it's like, it's a permanent situation. 
I think one thing that's helped him and me is that we both have, we're very, very privileged to have offices where we have doors and like that's that those are the rooms that we're in when we're working and that's it like we don't use those rooms but we didn't have that before we moved to Oregon before we moved to Oregon I I or he was working at the kitchen table all the time like that was just what it was and it was like uh, my laptop was next to our dinner plate you know like it's just like that's what it is and so but I do kind of wonder if some listeners feel like they were able to work around things, like able to protect those boundaries a little bit, like over the year, I hope they were to then bring that into 2021 as like a learning. Absolutely. Well, and to learn how to better juggle your work and your life. I heard, I hate work-life balance because I feel like it's a lie, <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like just hopefully being able to, to put more boundaries around who you are at work and who you are at home. Yes, yes. That's a really hard one. And yeah. I, I do think that I still, to this day, like I have been working for myself for almost 12 years and not going into an office. And still I fall into this idea. It's like ingrained in my brain that I have to be at a desk from eight to five or from nine to five, whatever. And it's like, I'm going to take a lunch break. It's like, what the hell is that? Like I work for myself. I can go and like just not work this afternoon. I mean, I, I do have deadlines and I do have people that I'm, you know, needing to, you know, do things for and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's interesting because like, I think one of the things that I've seen with my friends is that they, if they do work for a company that they were, they used to be in person and now they're at home, like they're kind of slowly realizing that they can actually like, put their slack on hold for a bit. They don't need to be chained to a desk. I think that's a really hard boundary to break away from though, because there's so much fear based in it. It's like, oh my gosh, if my boss doesn't think I'm at my desk for eight hours a day, what's going to happen? But I would hope at least with like this post COVID world and beyond that, like we can kind of get beyond the eight hour day that was actually enacted during the industrial revolution, like a hundred years ago, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, and like we've talked about the idea that you now have an opportunity if you have a flexible enough work life that you can listen to your body during the day. Like, oh, I am most awake and most productive at this time of day. And at this time of day, my mind wanders and I want to go for a walk. I'm going to go do my laundry. I'm going to walk away from the screen and go do something and come back to it later. Like that you can actually work the way that your body wants you to work, not the way some jackass has decided that you have to work because he wants to control your life. Yes. Yes. Just yes. That is a mic drop. I mean, truly like listening to your body. I know we've talked about this on different episodes before, but it never gets old. Like if your back is hurting because you're sitting for too long, or if you're thirsty, or if you have to go to the bathroom and you're holding it until you send the last line of your email like oh my god I mean I think for me it's like that is me I'm just describing myself here but like it's like basically I I mean sometimes I'm like wait why like why am I doing this like I can seriously get up go to the bathroom grab a drink of water come back and then I'll actually feel more productive like those are things I think I have to constantly remind myself of because my body doesn't always yell at me initially it's like the whispers you know Yeah. And the idea that your body will keep poking at you and 
different ways until you, until it finds the thing that you will respond to. So things escalate. Like, whereas if you've just taken a break, just chilled out a little bit, as soon as you heard it, it would have been better. Yes, exactly. And then it would actually be easier to do in the future versus just like responding to crisis. One of the things I learned in 2020 was that um, busyness is not always the right way of living. Um, and that's something that I've always done. Like I have, I'm, I'm like a hyper busy person and not necessarily like busy for the sake of being busy, but just like, I'm just so interested in so many things. Like I'm interested in traveling here or visiting this person or going to this event or like taking this online class that I don't have any time for. And like, and the truth is, is that I have done all of those things. Like that's basically how I've lived my adult life. And it has not worked. It just, every year I'm like, got it, got pneumonia again, sweet. So like, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so in 2020 though, what's interesting is that like, I didn't even have the choice. And so there was something about that, that I want to carry into 2021 when things hopefully fingers crossed start opening up. Um, I just think that there's something about that in terms of like really listening to like what I actually want to do and doing only those things and like scheduling time for rest also. Yeah. And saying no to things. So like, I mean, I feel like 2020 is the year of the universe telling us no, like, oh, you want to go out? You want to do this thing? Yeah. How about no? And us telling our families, no, we can't see you for the holidays or whatever it is. I feel like lots of no in 2020. And I feel like I would also like to carry into 2021 the ability to just say no and to not have to have a reason. I feel like as I think about 2020, that's the other thing I appreciated is that like having that built in, no, no, I'm not going to come to your birthday party. Are you, first of all, are you out of your goddamn mind for having a birthday party in 2020 after March? But no, and I don't have to tell you why, because I'm just going to send you this New York Times graphic of COVID hotspots and where you, where you sit on it, right? And so I, I think the ability to just say, no, I'm not able to come and not have to come up with the like thing that we all do, like something came up, I'm just not feeling up to it. Um, what are the other ones, good ones? Mm, I'm trying right. to think it's of like, like yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to cancel or whatever it is. Like, it's always the like copious apology. And again, just talking about myself, but like, you know, the, like, it's like, the truth is, is like, sometimes no, I mean, the whole idea of no being a complete sentence, like that's something yeah. that, you know, I, it's interesting. I actually, I love that idea for myself and I love that what you're talking about. And I found myself on the receiving end of that a week ago where I had a zoom, uh, I'm really trying hard not to identify people. So let's see a zoom event. So this was like a celebration on zoom and I asked someone to come and it was kind of someone who was pretty important to the, the event. And, um, and she just said, no, that's it. And I, I actually didn't understand really. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, if you want to, I can change things a little bit. I, I thought maybe she didn't say why she just said no. And I, I, I was like, I can just change things. And like, I, I started making these stories in my head, like, well, why is she saying no? And so I, I, I offered her an alteration of the plan. So maybe she would say yes. And then she just doubled down on, no, that's not going to work. 
And here's the thing, Karen. So like, that is really a beautiful example of like, just owning your no, it's okay. Like, I, I realized that it was on me that I was making up these stories in my head. The truth is, of course, I learned later after a lot of investigation, because I was like, you know, dealing with my own projection that actually there's nothing wrong with her. She just didn't feel like it. And that's okay. And so it's like, it's just interesting because I think that that's what I want to do as well. I have this constant fear of letting people down. I'm realizing that is very, very pronounced. Um, and I don't think I really realized it until 2020 because I, I, quite frankly, I would say yes to pretty much everything to my own detriment. And so now because I had, I did say no, or I wasn't always available for different things and I'm progressively trying to get better at saying no, I realized that voice comes up in my head a lot of like, oh, this person isn't going to like you as much, or this person's going to be really disappointed. And I remember so well, um, in, I remember very vividly in uh, one of Elizabeth Gilbert's um, uh, Magic Lessons podcast episodes a few years ago, where she was talking about how she started saying no in her own life. Like she learned this, like, I think at least like well into her forties. And one of her friends turned to her one day and was like, you know what, Elizabeth, you've changed a lot. And she's like, good, I'm glad. Like she like totally owned it. And it made, I've really thought about that a lot in these past couple of weeks, because that's what I want to do as well. I love that. So hard. Well, and I'm reminded of, I was at an event where they were talking, of course, this was the four times. Um, there was, uh, there's a person in Chicago who throws or used to throw cuddle parties, like uh, platonic, like kind of like not gender specific, not sexuality specific because it's not about sexuality. It's about sensualness and like comfort, but like literally cuddle parties. So like you're just hugging each other basically. Yeah. And like yeah. cuddling together. That's yeah. nice. Right. Yeah. And I know it's very sweet. And they were talking about the ways in which you negotiate cuddling with someone you don't know and the way that you approach them and that when you approach somebody and the answer is no, that the way that they train themselves to respond is thank you for taking care of yourself. Oh. Right. Thank you for acknowledging your own feelings. And I, I mean, I saw that over a year ago, obviously, and it has stuck with me because it really is a beautiful response and the person doesn't really owe you an explanation and they really are taking care of themselves and they don't really have to take care of you. Yes. Yes, totally. Totally. That's such a good example of just like, also a good way of responding when someone says no, like, just like to know what to say, like, Hey, that's great. Like, good for you to, to take, like, to take care of yourself. Like I, I remember I, I had a, um, a phone date with a good friend of mine early in COVID and I was really struggling, like mentally struggling. And I told her, you know, I didn't want to cancel and I, but I knew that if I showed up, I wouldn't be my, you know, like a, a good version of myself. And so I texted her and I did ex explain myself. I said, I, I'm not feeling very good. Like I'm, you know, I just really need to, you know, take a bath or do something else for myself. And she's so loving and wonderful that she was like, good for you to take care of yourself. But I think that like, even without the explanation, it's okay to say that. Like without the explanation, just be like, okay, cool. I hope you're doing well or whatever it is. Like, 
you don't need to feel like you have to explain yourself. That was a safe enough space for me to say how I actually was doing um, and for her to receive me with love and safety. But like a lot of times, like you just don't want to do shit and like, that's okay. Oh my God. It's totally okay. Yeah. That is definitely something to take into 2021. Like it's okay to say no and that, um, and it's okay to be on the receiving end of no. I totally, it, res it resonates with me so much what you're saying about the projecting about why somebody says no and what you've done wrong and all of the things totally. and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's just no. You're right. Like, I think that's, that's a lesson I'd like to bring into this year as well is to not project. Like, that's like, I need that tattooed on my body. Like, you don't know what other people are dealing with. Like that quote about like, you never know what, you know, like battles people are facing. I do feel hopeful about this year. I do feel hopeful about, like, I think that 2020 was such a, an acute learning year for all of us that hopefully those learnings can make our, enhance our lives this year, I hope. Yeah, and I, I will add a disclaimer that if you feel like you're walking out of 2020, you didn't learn shit. If you were walking out of 2020, just like barely holding it together, that's okay. That is also totally fine. I feel like you and I, Katie, had 20 weeks of hanging out with each other. We both are in therapy. We both have gone into this. It's like, you know, after we recovered from the shock of it, really have tried to make sense of it but I'm not everybody is there. I feel like there are people just like who stumbled into the finish line of 2020. And I feel like if you're coming into 2021 feeling like what the fuck just happened, that's also totally fine. I mean, I also feel like what the fuck just happened. Yes, yes, yes. And we see you and it's okay that you feel that way. Like, again, it's, it's okay not to be okay. And like to be stumbling into 2021, you know, just like with your clothes, ripped and like you're just like bags under your eyes and you're like wearing different color socks and shoes slippers whatever we see you it's okay we see you and some days we are you and yes. we love you and we want you to be okay 